How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of English Encore. I'm your host, Nick English. Thank you all for tuning in. And boy, oh boy, today do we have an episode. So originally, I was just going to be doing talk about my thoughts after the Bills-Browns game, Bills-Dolphins preview, Sabres, and then moves the Sabres can make based on some injuries and just how the team's looking. We're actually just going to skip the Dolphins-Bills preview as a whole. Got a lot of ranting to do about the Bills this week, and I gave my Bills-Dolphins preview a few weeks ago when they played, so I don't want to be repetitive either. Uh, pretty much going to be the same kind of thing, but all right. I'm about to go in on my Buffalo Bills right now, so let's talk about the Cleveland Browns game. First and foremost, what a boring game. No pace, just not a fun game to watch at all, not high scoring, a lot of bad plays, just awful. The Bills got outcoached in every single facet. Steven Hauschka was bad, Josh Allen I didn't think was very good. And our defense was okay. Um, First and foremost, though, I would like to say that this game, to me, is on the offense. I don't care what anyone says. Yes, in an ideal world, the defense makes the stop after we get that second touchdown on the QB sneak by Allen, which we were lucky to even get because, once again, Josh is being reckless with the ball when he runs fumbles it, and John Feliciano makes an incredible play and manages to also roll for a first down. And yes, in an ideal world, and you ask some of the Bills players, talk to Lorenzo Alexander, Micah Hyde, Poyer, any of them, they'll tell you they should have made the stop and they want that pressure to close out ball games. But how many more weeks are we going to go where our offense scores 14 points and we're going to blame the defense? The defense got two points on a safety, The defense stopped the Browns eight times in a row after the Bills went for it on fourth down and didn't get it because Josh Allen missed John Brown on wide open slant. And yes, it hit John Brown in the hands. Should he have probably caught it? Sure. But Brown was wide open and you're throwing it a yard behind him on an easy first down completion. Granted, the play before Dawson Knox did drop a ball on the sideline, but that's besides the point. I'm tired of the Bills scoring 14 points and we're going to blame the defense because we didn't get a stop at the end of the game. That's bull. I just don't get that notion. It makes no sense. And yes, the Bills are 6-3. and three. A lot of people wouldn't be complaining about that record. And the Bills are in great shape to make the playoffs. Am I going to be happy when the Bills probably make the playoffs? Yes. Am I going to root for Josh Allen? Yes. Am I going to keep rooting for the Bills? Yes. But I'm also a realist, and I want to just get deeper into the Bills and realize that this team really isn't very good. We're still a ways away from being a contender, and next year is pretty much the year that's make or break for being at McDermott as far as their stint in Buffalo is going to go if they don't get it corrected all next year. Um, So the Browns game, Allen has two rushing touchdowns, didn't do much through the air, Um, The defense looked very good for most of the game. Um, Levi Wallace has pretty much been going downhill. I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Johnson gets a start maybe against Miami this week. We'll see. Steven Hauschka obviously missed two field goals. Not good enough. He's got to be better. Um, I don't think he has that nickname Hausch Money anymore. 
but let's just be real about this Bills offense right now. It's horrific. Yes, we're 6-3, and three, but your defense is responsible for four of those six wins. I'll give the Bills offense credit against the Giants and the Redskins because against the Giants, the Bills offense scored four touchdowns, and against the Redskins, we moved the ball a lot better. We're more consistent. Granted, against they're both bad teams, but as Mike Hyde said, we're done apologizing for wins. You play who's on your schedule regardless of who's in front of you, and you just handle your business at hand. But the other four wins, the Jets game, you had no reason being in that game if it wasn't for your defense making up for Allen's four turnovers. The Bengals game, Tredavious White had two picks, including the game-winning interception to seal the deal. Against the Titans, Jordan Phillips wrecked havoc all day on Marcus Mariota. The defense held them down at the end of the game, and the only reason they were even in that game, the Titans were even in that game, after defense was playing so well is because Josh Allen made a bad interception and then the Dolph, or excuse me, the Titans went down and tied the game after that interception to make it 7-7. And then at home against the Dolphins, if Travis White doesn't make that pick, I don't think we win the game. And then Micah Hyde had the onside kick recover for a touchdown, which pretty much put the game a lot more out of reach than it really was. The Bills really didn't win by that much. The Mike High touchdown, he easily could have just went down and the game would have been over either way. That touchdown pretty much just covered the spread for any people that liked to bet out there. Our offense has scored over 21 points three times this year, and one of them was that game against the Dolphins in which Micah Hyde had that onside kick returned for a touchdown. So I don't even know if I really want to count that game. We're 25th in the NFL at 19.3 points per game. We averaged 19.8 at home, 18.8 on the road. That's just not good enough. In this league, you need to be consistently putting up 21 or more points every single week. Whether that's you're getting two to three touchdowns and two or three field goals, whatever you have to do. The Bills offense is so stagnant. There's no consistency to it. It's just not fun to watch. Josh Allen is still a big work in progress. And I'll give Josh a lot of credit. He's playing 10 times better than he was last year. There's no doubt about it. If you don't think Josh is playing better than he was last year, you haven't been watching any of the games here. He's been more consistent with his short throws, more consistent with his medium throws, is doing a little bit better job when he's running as far as sliding and protecting himself for the exception against the Patriots when he got the concussion. Other than that, He's been a lot better. He still does things that are inconsistent, and he still does some things that he needs to stop doing going into next year as a third-year quarterback, and he needs to stop doing them now, actually, if the Bills want to have a legitimate chance at making the playoffs here and then having a chance to even win a playoff game. And I know a lot of fans would be content if we just make the playoffs and then we lose because second year of Josh and whatnot, and we're going to keep getting better. But if he keeps playing like this, we're not going to keep getting better. We have to stop with the turnovers, the erratic throws once to twice a game, which I will give him credit the past two, three games. He hasn't been making those idiotic throws that you're scratching your head like, what are you doing? Why are you throwing it 30 yards across your body? Why aren't you throwing it away? He's been doing better with that. His turnovers have been down the past few weeks. So it's nice that he's making that adjustment. 
The other thing that really makes me frustrated with Josh is his inability to read a defense still. He can't recognize who's coming when blitzes are coming. Um, when he takes the snap, you should be able to identify as a quarterback which guy is going to have the free rush at you based on how they're lined up. And I know it's easy for me to say that because I don't play in the NFL and it looks a lot easier on TV to identify who's rushing than it is on the field at the moment. But you see other quarterbacks do it, and Josh just hasn't mastered it yet. There's a lot of time he takes a snap and he just immediately starts running because he couldn't identify which guy or what coverage they were in, and it's a little bit frustrating. And I'm really tired of it's Josh's second year and he's still young and he has to develop. I get it. Yes, he does need to develop. It's his second year. We still need to give him a chance. I think Josh Allen can be good. He has a ton of potential. I'm not, I just, right now, I just don't think Josh is the guy at the moment. He has to do more for me to have a lot more belief in him. Um, I think Josh fits like the Buffalo mindset and fitting in with the community and stuff well. I think that he was probably the smart pick as far as the quarterbacks in that draft go for Buffalo just because of the arm talent alone, especially playing in Buffalo with the cold weather and whatnot. I think it was the smart pick. I wasn't a fan of the pick at the draft when it happened. I personally wanted Baker Mayfield and anyone who thinks that Baker Mayfield wouldn't have fit in the Bills and the Bills Mafia and their ego perfectly. You're dead wrong and you're lying to yourself because we all know if Baker Mayfield was here and he was doing all the stuff he does now in Cleveland where he talks smack and kind of had this big ego and just does all these things on and off the field, kind of blue collar. A lot of people don't like it. I think a lot of people in Buffalo would go for that, but that's really besides the point. Um, I just think that Josh has to do a lot better going forward. We have to get the offense more points per game. He has to be able to read defenses better. And a lot of people have been giving Brian Dable um, a lot of problems just because they don't like his play calls and they think that the offense's struggles are all on him. Um. I was one of those people till the past few weeks. I've watched the game highlights a little bit more in depth. Um, Watched some of the highlights online by Cover 4 on their Twitter when they break down specific plays and whatnot. And Dable still does have those inconsistencies, especially with Devin Singletary. I still don't understand why he's not getting 20 to 25 touches every single game. But um, just watching some of those plays over and over again, the Bills receivers and tight ends are getting open, and Josh is just missing them or not seeing them. You go back to the third down play at the end of the game, not that it would have made a huge difference, but who knows as far as maybe Hauschka making or missing a field goal. I think even if it was closer, just the way he was kicking that day, I don't think he would have made it, but um, besides the point. So he throws that out to John Brown. John Brown said that there was a miscommunication, and he should have turned back to a back shoulder. I still thought it was a pretty bad ball by Allen. But if you watch the film, Cole Beasley is wide open on the left side of the field without a guy probably within 10 yards of him. And all he has to do is throw a little float pass, and Beasley probably picks up 20 yards and maybe scores. Who knows? 
Then you go back to another play where uh, Dawson Knox wide open in the end zone. You can actually see Patrick DeMarco on the replay pointing at him that he's wide open. And I do think Knox has to do a little bit better job of coming back to the ball. But if Allen sees that quicker and makes the throw, it's a touchdown. But because Allen doesn't see it right away and he hesitates and then has to go to the right side of the field and make that throw a little bit to his side, it gets broken up. And it's plays like that that Josh has to be able to master if he wants to be a franchise quarterback. And as I mentioned before, this second year growing and he's developing and whatnot, and that's pretty much an excuse of why he's not performing as full potential. I just don't like looking at that because you can go across the NFL and look at tons of other second-year quarterbacks Then their second year did amazing things. Look at what Carson Wentz did in his second year. He was on his way to winning an MVP before he tore his ACL against the Rams. Look at what Lamar Jackson's doing in his second year. Look at what guys like Russell Wilson did in their second year. Look at what Patrick Mahomes did in his second year. Look at what Jared Goff did in his second year. And I know there's some weird comparisons because a lot of those teams are better than the Bills and whatnot. But it, it still serves the point that just because you're a second-year quarterback doesn't mean that you don't have potential to be great your second year. Lamar Jackson's on a good team. The Bills have a good defense. I know they were shaky the past few weeks, but they look like they're back to being what they were supposed to be against the Browns. And I know Baker Mayfield struggled this year, and so has Sam Darnold, and Rosen really hasn't played. But Allen has the weapons around him to be successful right now. And I know the Bills still need another wide receiver, but the notion still that the offense is so bad and we're not giving Allen enough help Part of it is that Dable's not helping with giving Singletary and Gore more looks. But do you know who the only receivers in the NFL this year who have 50 yards receiving in every single game? Michael Thomas, the New Orleans Saints, and John Brown of the Buffalo Bills. John Brown, to me, is a legit wide receiver one. He's not the top 10, 15 in the wide receiver one categories, but he's in that... 15 to 20 range he's consistently getting open rarely drops the ball Cole Beasley is a great weapon that we don't use enough and I don't think Allen looks his way enough Dawson Knox is a promising tight end we have the weapons around him our offensive line is 20 times better than it was last year um like I said I'm gonna be happy when the Bills probably make the playoffs this year And I'm going to continue to root for Allen because I want him to be the guy. Like I said, he fits Buffalo to a T as far as his character and whatnot. But he just has to get better. And as far as Bean and McDermott uh, go, next year is pretty much, to me, the year that it's playoffs or busts or they're gone. Solely because if you look at what's happened so far since they got here, They've missed big on some free agents. Starla Tule is a bum. He does nothing. I believe he's the second biggest cap hit on our team. Like, he does nothing. Jordan Phillips is outplaying him at probably 
half or if not less than half of his contract. Trent Murphy? What has Trent Murphy done since he came to Buffalo? He's been hurt. He hasn't done anything. He barely gets sacks. He barely creates quarterback pressures. He has one to nice, two nice plays, maybe a game if we're lucky. In this offseason, we did great things getting John Brown, Cole Beasley, um, getting Mitch Morse, all these great offensive linemen. That's great. What has Tyler Croft done? And I know he's been hurt and whatnot, but since he's been back, has he even played? Like, what was the point of bringing him in when you have Dawson Knox, Sweeney, and Lee Smith? And Lee Smith, I can't even, don't even get me started with Lee Smith and his three penalties every single game. And then the year before, when we had Josh last year in his rookie year, we already know they made the mistake of not having that other quarterback, whether it was Anderson or Barkley, instead of Peterman there to help Allen out. And then, just at the trade deadline, I just wanted them to go out and make a splash for a pass rusher, another wide receiver, do something. The notion that McDermott said, you don't make a trade just to make the trade. I mean, I get that, but at the same point, you pretty much gave off the vibe that you don't want to make a trade because you failed on your last big trade, and that was for Kelvin Benjamin. So to me, next year, it's playoffs or bust for the Bills. And even this year, I know we're probably going to make the playoffs just because of our easier schedule. And um, we have a good defense and whatnot. But next year, we should be fighting to be going for an AFC Championship game appearance. Or at least the divisional round, in my opinion. Very frustrated after that Browns loss. Um, Just also because the Dolphins ended up beating the Colts. And then the Steelers won their game, although they did lose... Thursday night to the Browns, but that game could give the Bills another game lead, and that's a game that you need to go out and prove if you want to be a better team that you can win that game. But yeah, that's my Bills rant. Got pretty in-depth on that one, but you can still be rooting for the Bills each and every week. I think they're going to go down and stomp Miami this week. Hopefully they do that and get people's hopes back up. And now moving into another sad topic so far, and that's the Buffalo Sabres. Here we go again, guys. Here we go. Tell me if this sounds familiar. We're in November now. A few weeks ago, so end of October, early November. Sabres, top one, top three in the whole NHL. And we're winning a ton of games. And our goaltending is amazing. Defense looks a lot better. And all lines are contributing a decent amount. And the Sabres look a lot better under Ralph Kruger than they did Housley, and it looks like this could be the year we break the streak and make the playoffs. And fast forward now to today. The Sabres are 9-6-3, coming off of six straight losses, and we've picked up points in only two of those games, and we're currently sitting at 10th in the Eastern Conference. That's right, same year, or new year, same Sabres. It's just very frustrating as a Sabres fan. It's the same story as last year. I know at the beginning of the year we looked a lot faster. And I think, I mean, myself and a lot of other people, I mean, watching them play at the beginning of this year was so much different. They looked faster. The power play was clicking. Defense looked better. Hutton and Allmark were playing unreal, out of their minds. 
Carter Hutton looked like he was going to be in the line for a Vesna if he kept playing the way he did at the beginning of the year. And it was different from last year's because last year during the 10-game win streak, we were winning so many one-goal overtime shootout games. There were games at the beginning of this year we were blowing teams out. 4-0, 7-2. We were scoring 3-4 to four goals every single game. And now it's the same as last year that if Eichel, Reinhardt, Skinner, and then Olsen, and I guess you can throw Johansson there if you want. If none of those guys score, we don't we don't win games. We saw it the other night. Jeff Skinner scores two goals. We get a lucky tip in by Ohiaru. Um, it's just the same as last year, and it's really frustrating. Not to say that it can't be fixed, but right now it's just not looking good. Um, our defense is still brutal. It's um it's pretty mind-boggling actually. I thought our defense was gonna be a ton better this year, but it's not. Um, I love Henry Okiaru. He's been I think our best defenseman so far this year. That was a great trade by Botterill. Uh, Colin Miller's been great. Why he was benched in the other game for neither McCabe or Ristolainen is just I don't. I can't even put into words why that would be unless Miller's hurt, but um, our power play has been falling off. We've been generating some good opportunities lately, but um, we started off so hot with Olsen getting so many power play goals. Same with Eichel, and now it's really falling off. Our penalty kill has been so bad lately. Pretty sure we allowed three power play goals last game against Carolina. I think we're at 50% on the penalty kill over the past four to six games, which is just awful. And just like last year, the goaltending starting to fall off. It's been a little inconsistent. Um, part of it is our defense is just so bad that Hutton and Allmark don't have a chance on certain goals. But then there's just still that one to two goal a game, especially with Hutton on those wraparound or banking it off his back or squeezing it right under his glove goals that you're just shake your head at. Um, I start to question a little bit Kruger's mentality as far as rotating them every game instead of just sticking with one guy for a little bit and see if you can find a hot hand. And I think right now that would probably be Hutton, even though I know Olmark is starting tonight. But, yeah, the Sabres are frustrating right now. Hopefully they can get it fixed. Uh, we got a lot of injuries dealing with also. We're starting to get a little more healthy, including on the defensive side. Bogosian's starting to skate again. Scandella's back now. Um, I know Johansson's still considered day-to-day. Larson's hurt now. Saboka's out for a long period of time. But um, So now switching over to some moves I think the Sabres could be making now that we have those injuries I'm going to say one name, and that's it. And his name is Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson? Tage Thompson? Tage Thompson. Curtis Lazar? No. Tage Thompson. Rasmus Asplund? No, 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 no. Tage Thompson. Remy Elton? No, you're not understanding me. Tage Thompson. 15 games, 6 goals, 6 assists, 12 points, plus 4 down in Rochester. Saboka's out for a long time. Larson's hurt now. Johansson's day-to-day. Why are we wasting time with Tage Thompson? 
Tage Thompson is the only player you got back in that Ryan O'Reilly trade that gives you even a glimpse of hope of making that trade not look like the worst trade in NHL history for the Sabres. I don't get if you're going to be giving these guys playing time like Lazar or Asplund. Why aren't you giving Tage Thompson that shot? He was up here last year anyway. He showed potential. He should have been sent down a little earlier to get his confidence back up. But he's tearing it up in Rochester right now, so why not just bring him up and insert him in? And hopefully he just throws pucks on net and starts giving you that secondary scoring that you need. I just don't get that. A um, couple other names to keep an eye out for still, honestly. Nikolai Ehlers, I've said it probably eight different times in different podcasts. Winnipeg is still looking for a defenseman. Buffalo needs to move a defenseman, get some more secondary scoring. And then a wild card name is Taylor Hall. I would not be, would not mind at all if the Sabres took a flyer on Taylor Hall to add some more scoring. He's an MVP a few seasons ago. I know he's had some injury issues the past few years, but at this point, it's worth the risk. And yeah, it's pretty much all I got on the Sabres for this episode. And hopefully, they'll get it going. Hopefully, the Bills get it going this week as well. It's been a rough few weeks for us Buffalo fans up here, but. We're all faithful, so I know we're going to get it going. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. Um, my weekly pick em. last week I lost. I picked the Cowboys over the Vikings, and the Vikings won. So I'm now 7-2 and two overall in the year. This week I'm going to pick the Raiders over the Bengals. Um, next week we're going to be talking about college basketball, some players to watch for the rest of the year, some potential NHL trades around the league, who's the Patriots' biggest threat in the AFC, and then finally, we're talking about some college football and who I think is the Heisman favorite at this very moment. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. Hopefully, the Bills and Sabres get it going in the next few weeks. And I hope you guys all enjoy the rest of your weeks. And I hope you all tune in next week. Thanks, everyone.